Hello, welcome to the Digital Prosperity Podcast with me, Will Williamson, and David Roberts. As usual, hello, Dave. Hello, Will, and good morning to all our listeners. Yes, good morning, good afternoon, yeah, good evening, yeah, yeah. whenever you're listening to this <laughs> pre-recorded podcast. Nice uh, one, Will. <laughs> uh, thank you for joining us um, in these potentially troubled uh, economic times. Yeah. Um, we are. We want to share with you today a six-step formula, a six-step system to help your business uh, sail through whatever economic turbulence and challenges are ahead uh, so that uh, you can come out of it stronger and more profitable and uh, more successful as a business and as a business owner. Yeah. I would like to add to that, Will, to say... Um, this is proven to work. This yes. is not theory. Yes, it's not mumbo jumbo. If anybody out there um, applies or might even know the six-step system already, yeah, um, I'm very confident. We are very confident that whatever stormy seas are ahead, you'll get through it. Yeah, absolutely. So living in uncertain times, aren't we? Well, we are. Yeah, so um, at the time of recording, things are looking uncertain, as you as you said. So um, there have been ups and downs. We started 2004, went through the um, credit crunch, We've been through recession of 2007, 2008. Um, there were economic challenges around 2016, yeah. around the time of, uh, of, of, of Brexit. We obviously have been through the pandemic yeah. and all the economic uh, problems that caused. Uh, but we're in a time right now of high inflation, which doesn't look like it's going away in the near future. Um, we've got lots of things, supply chain problems. Um, there are uh, kind of uh, trade issues. Uh, you have the war in Ukraine, energy crisis. Mm. And all of those things have led uh, various econ- economists mm. uh, to predict that we're going to be in recession in the second half of this year. Yeah in the UK I think it's um, as you were talking then Will I think it's fair to say and I think there's going to be quite a few um, business uh, owners listening to this podcast who've been through um, more than one of those downturns that you mentioned absolutely and have come through the other side yeah and they would have learned a lot of things about that which they will apply to their business and there'll be other people who are listening that haven't been through yeah, such um, turbulent times on more than one occasion. And I, and I think that from a um, business growth perspective, because the common denominator for us and JDR is that our role through all those downturns is to be not only to steer our company into keep on growing, but to steer our clients' companies mm. to keep on growing through these hard times. So I think that we're in a good position mm. to talk about how you don't fear what might be ahead, but actually embrace it because with the right advice, your right experience and the right know-how, as I said earlier, you will get through it. And we have the tools to help any company through this podcast and other tools to ensure they do that. Yeah, I mean, there's a, is it the Warren Buffett quote that when the, 
when the tide goes out, you see who's been swimming naked. Yeah, and, brilliant. I haven't heard that before. Uh, That's good. I man. think it's Warren Buffett. Yeah. Um, it doesn't it's still good. Uh, <laughs> the, a lot of, uh, there's a lot and lot of, of small businesses, uh, small and medium-sized businesses in the UK that are quite reliant on uh, one customer or a particular market or a particular um, uh, marketing channel as a source of business. And if something happens to that customer or to that marketplace, then their business is in real trouble. So they've got their, all of their eggs in one basket mm. uh, scenario. And uh, quite a lot of businesses get into trouble uh, in recession because of one or two things. I, well, this is my personal view. Uh, one is because they haven't been proactive in addressing that challenge early when the, you know, they haven't fixed the roof while the sun's shining. Yeah. That views come from experience as well, well. Uh, yeah, you know, getting on for twenty years now. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. So I think you have a relevant view. Yeah, uh, the the, and then the second is, um, when there are signs of a downturn, or you hit a downturn, or you're afraid of a downturn, cost cutting when it comes to marketing and sales, um, in order to try and pull the oars in and and wait for the storm to pass, where. Actually, this is the opportunity to uh, grow and uh, increase your market share and to uh, do the things that other people aren't doing. The answer to coping well in a recession is just to get better at what you're doing as a business, right? 100%. Now, that I want to put a little bit of caveat there. If you've got a good marketing team mm. and a good sales team, yeah, you that's the last area of a cost cost cutting exercise that you should be endeavoring to um to do but there's companies out there will that aren't so sure if marketing yep produces a return investment yes yep and they're not always so sure if the salespeople are doing a good job yep so when we go about talking about the six step system within that formula there's tools for you to assess up front yep. how good your sales and marketing activities are. Yeah. Um, so with what you just said, there's a moment in time in every business life where you should take a step back and think about what you're doing. And the last thing you should do is want to unnecessarily cut back on your marketing sales. Make sure you have a good team mm. providing that activity for you. Yeah, yeah. It's it's so important to invest in growth. Otherwise, when you are, if your business is affected, it's going to cause bigger challenges than if you're able to continually win customers and pick up new business. Because if you are able to do that, you're never going to have any Absolutely. financial challenges and in business. Just a couple of things that you said that um, is so true. Um, one. Is I remember um, during the um, credit crunch crisis, mm-hmm. listening to Sky News and other, and I'm going to name them, Sky News and other yeah. commentators, um, saying that there's going to be queues um, round the block for people queuing for job opportunities. And right. The, um, the world was coming to an end in the handcart. Mm. Now, I know government, the government stepped in and prevented a lot of that, but even ab- over and above that, do you know what they don't take into account? The amazing capacity 
of the biz British business owner mm -hmm. to um, come through those times mm -hmm. and carry on beyond. Yeah. Um, there's many small business out there who have done heroic activities in the past that nobody sees. Mm. I was at a function um, a couple of months ago, and um, a small one, because it was COVID, don't forget. <laughs> um, and I, I, was, I was talking to a business owner over lunch, and he was saying um, his commitment to his staff to get through the mm. pandemic, how he... The Make sure he can still pay people's wages yeah, and keep everyone's jobs. He felt mm. an the, the way he was, he was almost in tears. Yeah, with the relief that they'd come out the other side. A lot and of business managed owners to keep they'll, they'll feel together. the they'll feel the responsibility of other people's families and livelihoods on their back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and it's that's never talked about mm. when they, they um, the, the politicians mm -hmm. and these. Doom and gloom merchants in the in the media they don't talk about this enough. Yeah, and the responsibility I, I, that that individual, I bet million. the majority of their family and friends don't appreciate that Absolutely. or or talk about that because it's a lonely life as a business a owner. Life. And I think because he was talking to a fellow business owner, I think he had a moment where he could you know um, verbalize express that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, it, the emotion he was going through. So um, we know how how lonely and how hard it can feel. Mm. But honestly, as a recession comes, and it, the likelihood it is going to come, and we're getting in early because we want people to hear it and be in advance on it. Because when the recession comes in the middle of it and you listen to all the fear and you listen to and all the business owners' fears and mm -hmm. your um, employees' fears and there's fear all around, it's easy to go, oh, no, we need to do X. Yep. Um, but there isn't. You've, you've got time. Yeah. So as we said at the start, we want to share with you a, a system, a process yeah. that you can implement in your business to ensure that your marketing is a success yeah. and that you uh, attract customers, that you grow your revenue, grow your sales and uh, help make your business even more successful than it already is. So um, the, the path most business owners go with marketing or a lot of businesses mm -hmm. uh, Anyway, most business owners do not come from a marketing background, generally. Um, yeah, that's true. And Unless you've got a marketing company. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Bad joke. <but laughs> In which case, will. welcome. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Um, yes, that's right. Um, so um, they get approached by various people or they, they look for different ideas about how they could do marketing. Yeah. And... Because they don't know or fully understand it, often try to dip their toe in yeah. and try and do low risk uh, strategies. Yeah, yeah. And it usually ends up being quite a tactical approach. Oh, I think we should run a Google Ads campaign, or someone's Correct. talking to us about Google Ads or Facebook Ads, or I've seen that you know everyone's talking about LinkedIn at the moment yeah. Um, yeah. and winning business on LinkedIn. Mm. Or I'll try doing some email. I'll buy a database mm. list and do some email marketing. And a lot of business owners in marketing tend to think short term correct I want to do something and get an instant return correct um, they don't usually have a way of measuring it right. and actually seeing how effectively something is or isn't working yeah so most business owners don't realize that sales and marketing should be 
and measuring exercise in yes. order to determine success. Yes. And I don't blame them for that because um, when they get approached quite often about um, getting more sales, they're not talking about the marketing activity and how mm -hmm. they have to do it right. They're just promising them, not all the time well, mm -hmm. but quite often they're promising them more sales, but not being open and honest enough about the marketing has to be right to drive the sales yes. leads. Yeah. Yes, yes, that is a that is a problem with our industry, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, not everybody now, will. We're not our last, everyone, our last pod, yeah, yeah, there are some notable exceptions. Yeah. Us, uh, I like to think, um, part of that. Um, we Our last episode was uh, the most common problems with sales and marketing, where we dive into all of that yeah. in a lot more detail. So if you haven't listened to that, please go back, because uh, there's, a, there's a lot in there of the, the why a lot of business owners don't really see results from marketing. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's normally because it, they're, they're trying ta individual tactics. Yep. There's no real measurement. Yep. And there's no real clear strategy. Yeah. But the number one, well, mm -hmm. is they don't believe in it. Yeah. They, um, and, and as a result, don't commit to it. Correct. Because there's a lot of companies out there that have grown through just word of mouth. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, um, and referrals, yep. which is fantastic, yeah? Um, fantastic, actually. The more I think about it, how that's done, it's incredible. Mm. Um, but there's only a, um, with anyone that's grown a business that way, there's only so far you would go anyway mm. with a business like that. You don't actually, you hit a ceiling. And it's normally at that time that some business owners go, right, well, maybe I should look at marketing now mm -hmm. because nothing's changing because yeah. it's very common that a small to medium-sized business over years more or less has the same turnover mm. year in year out yeah yeah and that's because they've only got one channel of set one or two channels of sales yeah yeah so uh the there are two things to uh two foundations to building this system yeah before we get into the six steps, uh, so the first is so we're this is primarily driven. What we're what we're talking about today is primarily driven around digital marketing. Yeah. Um, but you can feed in offline marketing into the same system. Um, so the 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 kind of pillar of all of this, um, the 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 center point is your website, and if you are going to be successful with digital marketing. You don't need to have the world's best website, but you do need to have a good website at least. You need to have something that's modern, professional, and that you can edit and change and amend and adapt um, to uh, as you as you measure the results. Yeah. So let's be clear here. Well, um, two points. One, most business owners now are seeing their website as just a brochure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, and. Um, not looking at it as enough as where they can get new customers from. Yeah. And that's changing. More and more business owners are seeing. And I'm mainly talking about B2B, yes? B2C, um, a great, there's a great deal more marketing activity on websites on a B2C, a business to consumer mm -hmm. perspective. On a business to business, we see so often where they're not looking at their website as an absolute 
salesmen sitting on the digital mm. world ready to bring clients to them or customers. Yeah. So when we work with a client, the assessment of the website is one of the first things we do to assess whether it's fit for purpose. And a lot, well, let's be honest, uh, and if you're a web designer listening to this, close your ears right now. Um, how many websites do we come across um, that are just not fit for purpose, even when a business owner has spent thousands in mm. recent times to what, to get what they consider to be a fabulous website that does yeah. what they want it to do? That's, it's because they're, they're, they're usually built for the wrong purpose, aren't they? They're built as a brochure rather than as a lead generation and marketing tool. But a lot of business owners go to web designers expecting to get that. Yes. But they I'm end a, up with a brochure. I'm amazed when we do SEO reviews, for example, and we say, right, these are all the things that need to be done from an SEO perspective, and how many business owners go, I thought that would have been done by our website company. Correct. No, they just built the website. Correct. There's no marketing, no yeah, yeah. Um, no SEO planning, no, no thought about um, market positioning and... Uh, messaging and mm. your, you know, your USP. They mm. just built your website. Yeah. So, so over time, business owners get disillusioned, and then, well, mm-hmm. my website doesn't work. But there's no reason why any business in any environment, would, despite the competition, no matter where they are mm-hmm. uh, um, in the search engines, can't have a very successful performing website that brings in leads. So that's the that's that's a first foundation that has to be in place. Second is that there has to be a system for measuring the marketing. Google Analytics isn't enough. Uh, Google Analytics will tell you how many people see your website and click on certain pages, and it's very good for that. Um, but what you really need is a CRM system that will track where each and every lead comes from, who those leads are, and what happens to them. As you, if you've listened to our show for some time, you will know that our uh, preferred platform is HubSpot, and we've got shows dedicated to going through what HubSpot is. If you go to our website, we've got a lot of information about HubSpot and how that helps. But it's a CRM system that basically, if someone makes an inquiry via your website, you can see how they came to your website, what pages they looked at, so you are able to measure the results of your marketing. Uh, so you really know how, not just how many clicks you're getting from a Google Ads campaign, let's say, but how many leads were generated, who those leads were, what happened to those leads, and how much they spent, how much revenue that generated. You can see the whole picture. So that you can make better decisions going forward. Yeah. But I just want to take a step back, Will, because this is a particular little bugbear of mine. So Google provide all websites with the ability to measure for free how well their websites are doing. Mm-hmm. And it, it can be, you don't have to be, forgive me, um, a scientific genius and an expert at Google Analytics. There are some basic understanding that you can get from your website that mm-hmm. business owners never look at. Mm-hmm. So my point here is, why do we think that Google provide that and always provided that? so that you can make better decisions about your website. Yeah, absolutely. And again, it's you know we ask business owners as we're talking to them, right, how many people visit your website every month? And 
the most common answer to that question is we don't know. Yeah, and when they do know, they get it wrong. They have they have Google Analytics, just never look at it. Yeah. So that's quite common. So yeah, must must have a system in place for actually properly being able to track, measure, and uh, evaluate and which things are Google working and how that, they're working. How important that is, yep. and that's why they give you the analytics. Forgive me for talking over you. So six step process so uh, assuming you have those foundations in place the starting point and this is the the bit that gets missed by most business owners and most marketing companies is strategy actually creating a plan how are we going to who who are the customers we're trying to target who are the decision makers if it's a business to business environment who influences the decisions who do we need to um, speak to and attract uh, how are we going to do it how are they searching in Google what is their buying journey like uh, how do we then turn that into a plan for the website for what information we need to produce for uh, our uh, the, the individual tactics we're going to provide and that strategic planning is uh, baked into everything that we do when we're working with a with a client and it's something most business owners won't spend the time on so they'll see oh everyone's doing facebook ads or everyone's doing linkedin prospecting i need to do that as well without really thinking enough about their ideal customer persona the message how they sit out in the market how they're going to approach them how they're going to follow it up how they're going to track it and so on yeah, we're very good in this country of having shiny object syndrome. Yes. Um, because a marketing company, oh, that's working. Let me get on the phones or whatever it may be. Let me send emails and say, this is what you need to do. But if you, haven't got, if you don't know your overall strategic objective for your digital marketing channels, you can't fit these things in in a winning way. Because all they end up being is a cost uh, on your business because you haven't got the right tools and systems and know-how to make them succeed. Yeah. So you must, everything that you've just gone through, if you haven't got that set up, you are really sort of finger in the air mm-hmm. hoping that any marketing tactic will work. So if you're not clear how you should go about your strategy, uh, if you go to jdrgroup.co.uk, we have a free template, we have a guide, we have a, um, uh, a, a useful um, ebook you can download called How to Create a Marketing Plan. And those resources will help you in putting that together. We have a strategy checklist that you can download. Um, so the strategy must be in place. Step number two is to create consistent, regular, interesting, useful content. That means articles for your website or your blog. It means videos. It means podcasts uh, like this one, for example, so that you are regularly producing information that's useful or interesting to the customers you're trying to attract. The If you have a brochure-style website and you want to get more inquiries and more leads, you either have to spend a lot of money advertising if you want to grow things, or you just have to make your website a more interesting, useful resource for people that attracts people to you. And in the long run, that's the most cost-effective way of doing it, the most long-lasting way of doing it. We have a, a, a blog article that we were looking at yesterday, which we wrote 
nearly 10 years ago that has attracted, in the 10 years since we wrote it, over 100,000 people to our website, mm-hmm. just from publishing that one article. And it's still, you know, it, it attracted 25,000 people to our website just last year. Mm-hmm. So everything that you invest into producing, writing articles, creating videos, uh, producing ebooks, guides, checklists, things that are useful, they, uh, they can be around for years and years and years to come. So it's worth mentioning, Will, that that article, it cost us money Yes. one time. Absolutely. Yeah, 10 years ago. Just think of the return of investment we've got of that one article over those 10 years. Yeah. Yeah, for one asset. And that's what I don't know how many companies who are listening to this realise. If you produce an, one piece of content, that attracts the right persona for your business, how cost-effective that is. Mm. But also it's worth mentioning, in the first year or so, we hardly got anything from it. Well, that's right, that's right. Uh, it's, um, it's built over time. And, but this is not, it's also creating content on a regular basis. And this is not an easy thing to do. You have to commit quite a lot of time to mm. it. Um, or you know, we provide a done-for-you service for business owners that don't have the time to do it. But it does take investment to do. Um, but it, and it produces amazing results over time. But it's not just about more visits, more leads, or, or what have you. Also, what it does is it builds trust. It, it creates, uh, it gives you authority in your marketplace. It makes you more credible as a business. So it has lots and lots, there are lots and lots of good reasons. There's a, a fantastic book by Marcus Sheridan called They Ask, You Answer, which I would recommend anyone listening to this reads, uh, which really goes into the value of committing to creating content regularly. Yeah. The, um, I'm going to say again, the value to creating content is that it becomes an asset mm-hmm. to your business. I like the fact that we can rely on that article this year and next year yep. to bring prospective um, customers to our business. It's an asset just as much as any machinery or any mm. buildings or uh, any other physical asset. It's something that... Yeah. So that is one area why we don't fear a recession. Mm-hmm. Because we have more than one of these assets that we know is going to predictably bring in potential customers again, I'll say yeah. again, to our business. That article is recession-proofing JDR. So uh, as you listen to this, start building assets now and investing in assets now in good content, interesting content, interesting information, and you'll see the value of it. Absolutely. So uh, step number three, you've created a strategy, you're now producing regular content. That will grow your traffic and, and inquiries and, and, and help build your business just by itself. Uh, but there are things that can be done to really accelerate that process and convert it into leads and inquiries. And um, that's where doing things like the tactics we've been talking about, SEO, Google ads, Facebook ads, LinkedIn, uh, uh, social media, email marketing, all of those strategies, YouTube, um, can can really accelerate things and Absolutely. drive more and more traffic and more visitors to your website. Step number four is we then have to Before you go to step number four, Will, I want to just take a step back to number three. 
this is where you're offline, yeah? Can come in. Can come in. Yes. Because you're offline and you're online can actually work together in this area. Mm-hmm. Especially if you've got a great CRM system that you can use to yep. utilise where all these activities can be managed, coordinated, um, so that you get the very best customers mm-hmm. that you can then present proposals to, sales presentations, whatever, because you've got this in place. So as I say, step number four, all those extra people coming to the website, there has to be a, a method to convert them. And uh, so conversion optimization is a tried and tested process to help you get more leads from the people visiting your website. Um, and uh, more leads coming into your CRM system, more opportunities, more people to talk to, moves us on to step five, which is then there has to be a process for following up those leads and so we'll work uh, with clients on their sales processes um, on making sure they're using their CRM systems and one of the the things that where marketing can play a part there is in using automation to nurture and follow up uh, leads and inquiries with useful relevant information that's where your videos and articles can really come into play as well so This is where I'm talking to that business owner who's listening now, who dreads the thought of considering himself as a salesperson. Mm -hmm. This is where I'm talking to that business owner who doesn't like to follow up his proposals, his quotes, Mm -hmm. his presentations, etc. He presents a price or she and then waits for them to come back to him. We know through 20 years of experience, the amount of business that you lose because you're not prepared to follow up one of these activities is massive. Mm. You have to, now more than ever, know what hats that you have to take on and take put off in your business. Mm-hmm. And one of those hats could be, for the relevant business owner that I'm talking to, your sales hat. So I really recommend that we understand that one of the activities as a business owner you have to have to play in your business is understanding how a salesperson would follow up on their proposals but you can do it in a professional way Mm -hmm. you can do it in a way that's in um, not intrusive because that's one of the biggest fears that business owners have they're pestering yeah yes but you're not pestering them. You could be helping educate someone that is trying to make a decision. And you're yeah, providing them with good case studies, maybe explainer videos, um, uh, links to places where they can go and do further research so they understand things better. You're helping them make a decision with that. Yeah. And if you're selling a or your business is a commodity, shall we say, mm-hmm. in other words... They can get it from them and they can get it from business B and they can get it from business D. So they feel that the only thing they've got to look at is price. By following up, you can educate them on what your business does Mm -hmm. that is different to everybody else. Because one thing I do know is when you talk to business owners, they always know what the competitors do and they always know what they do better than the competitors, yep. but they don't tell their prospects or their potential yep. customers that. Yeah. Uh, so we've got information on our site about good follow-up as well. Yep. Yeah. 
and um, I implore you to do it because that's going to, once again, recession-proof you, put you, put blue water between you and the competitors if and when this recession comes. Yeah. Doing that will help you win the customers in the first place. Step number six is you want to, you know, marketing doesn't stop when you win a customer. You need to stay communicating with your existing customers. Um, so a lot of businesses that have hundreds or thousands of customers, they they don't talk to them regularly. No. So uh, regular newsletters via email or um, ways of um, advertising or marketing to those customers helps repeat purchases, helps word of mouth and referrals. Um, we also work with um, clients on, on trying to turn the work that you do with the customers that you win into great case studies, examples, mm-hmm. reviews that will actually help you win more customers at the front end as well. Yeah. And the point I want to make to that, Will, is that actually that is a big problem with small businesses where They've, got, they've found something that works, it brings in customers, and then they get busy yeah. servicing that customer and don't have the continuity of, they drop the marketing activity so that, so that they can focus on what they're doing. And then when that's over with, they then, uh, oh, where's the next customer? It's because you've neglected the marketing mm-hmm. to service what you've already, already got. Yeah. So, once again, what's going to recession-proof your business if you fall into that category is to find a way to resolve that problem. And automation, marketing automation, absolutely helps you solve that problem. And if you're not sure, once again, you can go to our website, okay? Or better still, give us a call mm-hmm. and we can talk to you about it. Now, I'm not plugging JDR per se, but I am in a way because if you want to find out how to solve these challenges for your business, well, I'm not going to be shy in saying, give us a call and we're happy to talk to you about it. Mm-hmm. You don't have to become a customer of JDR or a client, but at least you're talking to an authoritative um, company that will help you and give you the right answers with integrity and honestly, because we do care. Yeah. And of course, we want to stay in business, but we do care. We care about our clients. We care about what our clients know. And we care about what the industry is saying to SMEs. Absolutely. Absolutely well said, Dave. Uh, So in summary, we want to make sure your website is fit for purpose, have a system for measuring things, spend time creating a strategy. That's step one. Create regular content and articles. Start becoming a, a thought leader in your industry. Um, Show your expertise. Uh, Step number three, drive more traffic to the website using uh, tactics like uh, Facebook ads, Google ads, SEO, to make sure you get more of the right people finding and discovering you. Convert those visitors to your site into leads with conversion optimization. Then have a strategy for following up those leads. And as Dave mentioned, marketing automation can help put that on autopilot for you. Uh, Step number six, then to work with the existing customer base so that they become a great marketing asset for you as well. And you will see your business grow and thrive, whatever is happening in the economy. But the point is, start now. Don't yes. start, because you can, marketing takes time. Start now so you can get some momentum behind you, yes? And um, take you through the next couple of years. 
So on that note, Will, I'm going to say there's a part two coming out for this because I think there's there's areas that we can dig um, deeper into that's going to help anyone that's interested in what we've had today. And there's more to talk about companies surviving for a succession. So these are going to be a part two. What do you think? Yep, let's do it. So look out for that in your feeds. Uh, let us know any feedback you have on the show um, and we will be with you again very soon. Very, very soon. Bye for now.